to another episode of I Call Next, where a group of guys in the D.C. suburbs call next on all the biggest sports topics of the week. J.K., Gogo, how you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. That one week off was nice. It was nice to like not have to edit anything. It was nice. You and know, honestly, it was not- nice because like the only major thing was obviously the NCAA championship game, which Baylor won, and it was just such a bad game that it was it just wasn't even worth talking about. So. I liked it. I mean, I was happy with the outcome. When you say bad game, I, it's, when it's my team and neither of these teams were my team, I always prefer a blowout. People, when they say their team is like playing in the big game, they want it to be intense and a close matchup. Oh, I hate no. the stress. I just want Dang. it to be a landslide. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it, like, if, like, let's say the Washington football team was like in the Super Bowl and like it was like a really close game, like, fuck that. I want, I want a, yeah, blowout. Like, yeah. want I want us up to be up by like seven touchdowns. Like, there's no chance in hell. Like, that's what I want if that's my team. Mm. But, the but fear, out of these two teams, who is your team? But the fear, the fear though in that situation is the 28 to three Atlanta thing to happen. <laughs> that's my fear. If we go, we ever went up big, right? Like, I'd be like, oh man, we're gonna have the biggest meltdown of any team ever. That's what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I get that. No, but yeah. that's just like us, like yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. like us and like the Atlanta Falcons, like and if UVA. Like, if you are like any other team, like if if you're the Steelers and you're up by that much, you don't think they're coming back. Yeah, no, that's fair. That'd just be my fear if we're in a blowout. That it's gonna be even, even be even more embarrassing. But yeah, wait, why why were you so excited about this one being a blowout if you don't have a dog in the fight? I don't know. I I was kind of the Gonzaga UCLA game was a lot of fun to watch. Obviously. That was much more opposite end, right? Intense overtime, um, huge bank shot to win it. And so, I don't know. I, I didn't think Gonzaga deserved to be in it, even though obviously they had an amazing record. They were a one seed, but I guess I was pulling for UCLA. So it was almost kind of like revenge, even though I didn't have a horse on the race. Yeah. Yeah. I, Baylor was so much more dominant. Like their defense was just suffocating Gonzaga. And like, I don't know. It just felt like Baylor was a school where they don't get all the um, notoriety and attention. The spotlight's more on schools like Gonzaga, even though Gonzaga's not a blue blood. Um, I was happy for the underdog, even though they were both one seeds. Wouldn't Gonzaga be the underdog? They're the mid-major, technically. They're out of the power five. Yeah, but technically. Gonzaga's gotten more recognition yeah. of late. And they, they were had the num- one loss this year. They were obviously a favorite. I mean, they were the number one, they were, they were the number one overall seed, too, so... Right. I guess well, I guess you get your point. Okay, you gotta also think of it this way: like Gonzaga is known for its basketball. Yeah. Whereas I would say Baylor's more known for its football. Baylor's yeah. really not known for much, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> more football than anything. It de- uh, it depends on the year. That's what it is. They're 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 like Oregon. It depends on the year, in my opinion. That's what I'd say. But yeah. Anyway, that's all well, all we missed. Speaking of football. Yes, football. There is one major, major, my favorite, because obviously I'm a Washington football fan. Like, I don't, I don't worry about the playoffs. I worry about the NFL draft. And boy, do we have a draft coming up. Yeah. It's April 29th, right? We're basically three weeks away. Yeah. Is it weird that I enjoy this time of the year sometimes more than the actual season? Just because, no. like, the season's usually going really poorly. <laughs> Well, for like half the teams in the or half the fans in the NFL, this is the best time because your team hasn't yet sucked and you still can have optimism. Um, for Washington fans, yeah, this is honestly from here until like end of July, you're the happiest. And then when the season gets going, you're you back to reality. 
oh man don't let's not talk about that reality yet let's not talk about that uh, but yeah april 29th um so three and a half weeks away right thursday night the first round kicks off um you know where the draft is anybody cleveland cleveland, cleveland rocks cleveland um, remember the drew carey show yeah. I haven't heard. Are they having actual like people attend? Fans? Yes. Or is it yes virtual? They, people will be in attendance this year. Okay. Um, and I'm sure people in Cleveland will show up. Uh, yeah. People in the Midwest. Uh, and it, it strikes me that they are a little bit more um, flexible or lenient with their regulations currently. Yeah. COVID. But um, all right, let's dive in, man. Uh, obviously, like most drafts, this is going to be quarterback heavy, right? In the first round. Are you guys getting the same sense? I, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, oh, it, yeah. there's definitely five and possibly six quarterbacks going in the first round, which is wild. I was actually just recently thinking to myself, how many, what's the record? Like, what's the, how many quarterbacks drafted in the first round is the record? Do you guys know off the top of your head? I want to say it's like six or seven. So the year that Lamar Jackson just snuck in, the Ravens picked him with the last first round of the 32nd pick, right? In the first Wait, round. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. It was, I want to count it out. I want to see if I can. Go for that was the Darnold draft, right? It was Darnold, uh, Rosen. Who was one that year? Was it Baker? Baker. So Lamar, yeah, Lamar Jackson's draft was the 2018 draft, right? So that's the that's the um, Mahomes draft too, right? Am yeah. I? So Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson was that one? No, that you was. Got... No, I don't think Watson. Yeah, Watson's the one that I always mess up. Okay, so it's Lamar, it's Baker, it's Rosen, Darnold. Um, Rosen, Pat Mahomes. Rosen was a first-round pick, you're right. Pat Mahomes. Who am I forgetting? So you got Baker at number one, Sam Darnold at number three, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yes. Number so seven, thanks. Rosen, such a bust, number 10. And then you didn't have another quarterback until right at the end. Lamar Jackson snuck in. So only five that year. Um, but what's the record is my question. I knew I knew that year was five. I don't know if there was another year where there were more than five. I'm fairly certain the the Elway draft had six. So six might be the record. Damn. So that was a while ago. Um, but just yeah. recently, 2018, there was five. This year might beat it, right? In the first round, 32 picks. We could we could see more than six if six is the record. Um, let's start right off the top, right? I don't think there's much speculation. Jags are going to take the number one guy, Trevor Lawrence, out of Clemson. Um, the thing is, he's like kind of on a deep. I, I guess his hype is it feels like it's coming down from where it used to be at its peak a few years ago. I mean, when you're at the top, all you can do is come down, right? Like. This yeah. is the time, like, I was watching, I think, CBS Sports, and they were like, this is the time of year where you're trying to, like, find the things you hate about somebody now. Especially when it's been, like, since January till April, you're just trying to find the negative now. You're not looking – only the guys that suck are getting positive press at this point. Like, what are you, you going to find with Trevor Lawrence that's new that you like at this point, right? Right, exactly. But, um, I mean, I, it's a lot. Trevor Lawrence, I think, every, is everyone's number one. I, I can't imagine there's – He's not somebody's number one. If they aren't, that's they're delusional. Like it doesn't make sense. Right. How did like Peyton and Andrew Luck at this point? So I mean, John Elway. That that's who he's being talked against, right? So it's pretty. I think it's pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, regardless, um, who goes number one, number two, number three? Like 
it, none of these guys are going to be in like great. I would say none of them are in great Super Bowl winning team situations, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's going to come out to be who is the best guy with the best team around him. Jacksonville does look like they are trying to get a good team around Lawrence, but at the same time, it, it's Jacksonville. Like, like until they do something differently, they're they're Jackson. They're like how we've always been saying, like, oh, it doesn't matter who Cleveland drafts, they're Cleveland. Who cares? All these guys, we're we're gonna really finally see. And the funny thing is, none of these guys will realistically win a Super Bowl because first round quarterbacks don't get Super Bowls. Like they don't come often. Look at all of our recent quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls recently. None of them. I went back. I went back like. 20 years or something and i think it was like nine quarterbacks have won that are the first round picks um and it or was it yeah our first round picks it's it's wild how few but it's also because tom brady has been the one doing it for the last like 20 years so i think that's also like we're watching the greatest quarterback of all time no whether you want to debate that or not it makes that skews everything that a sixth round draft pick is the one doing it all so um, I, think, I think we should look. I should go back and look at winning percentage in the last twenty years and see where um, where quarterbacks land. Because I imagine they do well in the league. They just don't make the Super Bowl because it's one game. I feel like there's been a lot of busts, and like the busts obviously stand out a lot more. But like you're even sometimes considered a bust, even if you're just like good, and but you're a first round pick. Like there's so such high expectations with being a quarterback drafted in the first round that you almost have to be spectacular, like a Patrick Mahomes. Or else you'll, you're perceived as a bust, even if you're a pretty good quarterback and you have a long career. Um, it's uh, a bit unfair, but you know, with with the salary and the notoriety that these guys get as first round picks or just as quarterbacks in the NFL, um, you it's understandable that the expectations will be high. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the other problem with it is, even if it's considered a weak quarterback class, you're still gonna get those guys in the top like one, two, or three. Um, like you, you look at the Carson Wentz and Mitch Trubisky draft. Like, Mitch Trubisky had no reason to go number two overall. Like, there were two different drafts, weren't there? No, no. yeah, there were two because Carson Wentz and was two, and so Jared was Goff. Yeah, the ones that went one. Oh, two. okay, okay, okay. Carson Wentz was with Jared Goff, and Mitch Trubisky was with who? Deshaun Watson. That was the trade where that was a Watson year. Yeah. Okay. 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 My that was man. when Chicago traded up, right? They traded up to get Mitch Trubisky, and yeah. they had a lot of backlash, and now it seems like rightfully so because Mitch Trubisky was like Dwayne Haskins. He only started really one season, but then he was like – I mean, he went a lot higher than Dwayne Haskins, but like he was second overall. Um, but, yeah, different drafts, but I get your point. Yeah, like – I mean, like even the Carson Wentz draft, like the, the Eagles had to trade up to go get him, mm-hmm. and they gave up a lot. Um, and go dating back all the way to RG3, like all these guys that you trade a lot of assets to go up and get a guy. Like it to me personally, it doesn't look like it pans out that well. Like if you wait and let that guy come to you, those ones are the ones that have kind of ended up working out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because you you still have a first round pick the next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean. I mean that I, I don't want to like derail the conversation, but what what does that say about San Francisco right now, right? Like they again, I mean they have a lot of pieces already in place, but like 
I mean, history would say that this is a bad move for them, right? I would say it is a bad move, but if you realistically look at their yeah, I agree with you. Look at their team. What do they need? Quarterback. Tell me, tell me what position do they need? Quarterback and cornerback. Yeah. And they have a monster D line that can make up for that lack of quarter cornerback. They have two first round wide receivers. They have a all pro tight end. They have a pretty they. Trent Williams, one of the best left tackles in the game. Yep. Mercer, pretty solid running back. Like, I mean, he is the right coach that can make him a, a really good running back. You don't need to be a great running back. You just have the coach that runs the right scheme yeah. for any running back, right? Okay, let's not go off topic. So we all agree Trevor Lawrence is like the number one prospect. Not, not just saying like he's going to go number one, but that's for like the mock draft show. If you were the second person, right? Like if you were drafting second, right? Who are you guys taking? Let's let's leave um, the Jets out of it. We'll talk about in the mock draft what they're actually going to do. But who in your guys' eyes is the next best talented guy? And I think this is the part where now it's up for debate. Who would you take at this point? You're the second overall pick. You're XYZ team. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about everything around you. Who would you take? So it comes down to the question where we've had this debate before in years past, right? All of us, do you draft based on need? If you're the Jets, you need a quarterback, or do you draft based on best available talent? Or no, no, no. no. What I'm saying is like, who is the next quarterback? Let's just say right. So I'm saying, okay. Oh, who's the next quarterback to take? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we're not talking mock draft. In the mock, we can we can talk about like the Jets are actually going to take. But like, who is? You're just going quarterback. Your your owner said you're going quarterback here. Who are you taking? Like, just X Y Z team doesn't. Don't think of the Jets. Just think of like, I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I guess I think Zach Wilson, right? The BYU guy. And it's only not because I like Zach Wilson that much. It's because I don't like the next two guys. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Justin Fields. Um, Ohio State quarterbacks, at least for Washington and all over the league, have not proven that successful. And we'll get to Trey Lance in further detail because there are rumors that our local team, Washington, may be interested in moving up the draft to grab him if he falls a little bit. And I don't want them to do that. Um, but because I don't like those next two guys, I would have to say Zach Wilson. I All right, I have a whole theory about it. I'm going I'm to go before you, Gogia, because I want to yeah, yeah, hear this as well. Do it, do it, do it. I personally think that Zach Wilson is the smarter QB and Justin Fields is the better overall talent QB. And there's a difference on what you got to go for in that, in that position. If you are the Jets, I think you need to go for the guy that is the smarter guy because you don't necessarily have the talent around them, right? Like, I think he has better football IQ, and that's what the Jets would need. Whereas the 49ers are the team that has everything stacked around them. So, and, you know, the 49ers are going to essentially be a team that that offense is Kyle Shanahan. It's not going to be the quarterback. The quarterback is not making the calls. It is Kyle Shanahan making the calls. And that's where I think a player like Justin Fields would excel better. But wait, let's not put team into it. Who is no, the better no, quarterback? I, I, okay, but, okay. but dude, you have to put team into it. No, no, no. We're just ranking quarterbacks. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, oh, okay. we're just ranking right. them. I mean, but and at that point, are you going based off of like, who do you think will have the better career or who do you think will? Who's a better prospect? Who, who, if you are Washington per se, who has needs on the offensive side altogether, right? Who are you 
would you take? I think that's a more generic okay. team versus the other two. If I'm Washington, I would take Zach Wilson. So, I wouldn't. I think that we're we're stuck on the Dwayne Haskins of it all, right? I, I think that that's the problem with OSU quarterbacks because no, no, no. And this okay, is you this can't is where make I this wanted, argument. This is where I wanted to interject. You can't make this argument when we go to Kyle Pitts and we talk about Kyle Pitts and we talk about tight ends in the first round that keep failing. I'm gonna bring the same thing up that you're about to bring up. So let you know now. So okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Number one, I'm actually rooting for Justin Fields. I want Justin Fields to be successful. Uh-huh. I'm not looking at Justin Fields and saying Dwayne Haskins. Joe okay. Burrow went to Ohio State. He was an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, I didn't play. He thankfully yeah. got out of there. <laughs> but like, yo, you 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 think about it, right? Like, I what what did I say about both of these players? Yes. Right. I think Zach Wilson is the better QB, the better smarter QB, the football IQ QB, whereas Justin Fields will give you the better athletic ability. Okay. I don't disagree. That's that. I don't totally. I don't totally disagree. I would take Justin Fields only because when we watched the championship game, right, and they took out his hip, he couldn't run anymore, right? He had to do everything with his arm. It was all arm talent to win that game at that point, and he did it. And that's the point where I look back and I'm like, that made up my mind. And then you look at Zach Wilson. He's always also hurt. He's been hurt his last three years, except for this season. He's been hurt, which would worry me with the second second pick overall of a guy that's hurt. They can't finish seasons in 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 college at this point, right? I I think Dwayne not Dwayne Haskins, woo, not Dwayne Haskins. I think I would take Justin Fields because on top of that, if you're picking second overall, you probably don't have talent around you, right? He yeah. can run around and make the play. Versus Zach Wilson is like a I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes, but like a mobile quarterback in the sense of when they have to be mobile, not like running around out there situation. He reminds me a lot of Drew Locke. Um, that's not a good comparison. Very similar, huh? That's not a good thing. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he's a great prospect. But his game reminds me a lot of Drew Lock. Drew Lock is a very fairly athletic, fairly mobile quarterback when he needs to be, but he's not known to be right. He's actually maintains a pocket presence, um, and I see a lot of Zach Wilson in Drew Lock or the other way around. I don't yeah. think any of these guys are going to be good though. Honestly, like Trey Lance is a bit intriguing. Um, but other than Trevor Lawrence, I actually think there's bust uh, all over this draft. So who's your number three then? Who is like, who would be the next ranked quarterback for you then? Trey Lance. I'd stay far away from Justin Fields. I would stay Trey Lance has played 17 games. That's actually, yeah, that's a huge knock on him that people are just overlooking. And again, we go back to Dwayne Haskins, another guy who played basically one season, raised his draft stock. And then you see why it's a problem when you only play one season of football. Same with Mr. Trubisky. We were talking earlier. Mark Sanchez. The starter got drafted high and then his flaws are revealed in the NFL. Um, Trey Lance. So North Dakota state, right? Same as Carson Wentz. He played one season and not only that, like they play in the FCS where their team was up so early in a lot of their games where like he was passing 18 passes a game. Like he wasn't even needing to throw the ball because they were just blowing people out 38 to zero. Um, yeah. He doesn't have that much experience. He didn't need to be in the crunch. Uh, a lot of the games where they had early leads. I do want to stay away from him. Um, but well, why would he, you take him over Justin Fields with everything that you've just said? Justin, Justin Fields plays in, in the big 10. He was in the playoffs. He showed you that, He's not like he got up after he got hit. Like, I don't understand how like Trey Lance is ahead of him based on everything you said. 
So I watched, I've only watched four Ohio State games this past year. Obviously, well, they only played six, so it doesn't well, matter. I watched the two games in the playoffs. I watched a game against Northwestern where I think he threw like three interceptions and he probably got sacked like five times. He played awful and that defense suffocated him. And I also watched the game against Indiana. He also didn't play that well. Um, he probably will go down as a great college football quarterback. Same as Troy Smith, same as a lot of other quarterbacks. Tim Tebow included, but I don't think he'll, his game will translate. I personally, and I, I originally did not go with this, but the more that I kind of really thought about it, the more that I really like looked at things more in depth, Mac Jones is the I agree. second best quarterback in this draft. Oh, uh, mm. uh, and that's just me mm. assuming that mm. Justin Fields is a bust, right? Mm. Justin Fields more talented. The, the guys above him are more talented. I think he's gonna have the second best career out of this draft. I, I was with you until you said second. I was gonna say third. I think Mac Jones is the third best quarterback in this in here. I I, I honestly and he's the safest one in my opinion. Yeah, he's, for, the safest he's the safest bet. one. You, gonna, you gotta also realize the SEC this year only played SEC teams, right? That, mm -hmm. that means they played the best of the best every single week right yeah he's going down like that alabama team is going down as the greatest alabama team that has ever played because they only played the sec we all know the sec is the hardest division or hardest conference like yep right but look at the weapons like when you play for alabama Look at all the mediocre quarterbacks that have played for Alabama but have won national championships. You're talking about A.J. McCarron. You're talking about a lot of no-name yeah, people in the NFL. A.J. McCarron, you also got to realize that those offenses way back when were catered around the run game. Mac Jones was the guy that was passing the ball now. Like Their passing game was more prolific. Yes, I granted like they had Devontae Smith the Heisman Trophy winner. You can't say that J they had Jalen Waddle because he was out for most of the year. So, like, I get it. Like, oh, yeah, you had a Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver. Granted, as a Heisman Trophy winner wide receiver, he had to have someone throwing him the ball, and he had to do something with the ball after the ball, after that fact. He's, like, how tall is he? Six foot and 160 pounds? We're talking about Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, he's 160 pounds wet. Yeah. Like, he's not 160 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So, like, dude, like, at the end of the day, someone had to get him the ball, like, deep in order for him to get it. You know, like, but also, his players are just, like, wide open. Like, if you watch a few Alabama games this past year, they were just blowing people out as they normally do, right? Alabama, it's, I can throw a pass if my wide receiver is wide open in the field because they're so much better than the defense that's trying to guard them. We can say the same thing about Trevor Lawrence, right? Isn't he playing with so much talent all the time the last three yeah. years? Yeah. I mean, you can make yeah. an argument for everyone that way, right? Like, I mean, is it yeah, Justin I think Clemson also? has like the number one wide receiver for next year's draft. Yeah. So I'm like, like Justin Ross or something like that. I just think Mac Jones is the safest pick in this draft. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, he's the safest pick. But like, he's also like not going to win you a Super Bowl. But he's also not going to lose you a game. Or he might, but he won't lose it in a dramatic fashion like everyone else. Who I, I think Trey Lance will. as like the new Andy Dalton. He yes. can be good. He can be good. You're not gonna do anything spectacular. You might win. You might win nine, nine, ten games, but you're not winning a playoff game. 
Yeah. And I, yeah. So I do think that's who will go third. I believe 49ers moved up to grab him. Uh, I'm assuming they, they're probably assuming, obviously, as all of us are, that Trevor Lawrence has gone number one, most likely Zach Wilson number two. I think they're going for Mac Jones. Um, if there's places to gamble on where, who, if you can bet on who's going to get drafted where, I put my money on the 49ers taking him number three before Trey Lance and before Justin Fields. That's shocking. That I think that or that it'll happen? Both. Both. <laughs> you think you think they're they want someone else at number three? Yeah. I think they're good. I think they're going for Justin Fields, to be blunt. Yeah. I think they're going Justin Fields. I, I I really think they're also going Justin Fields, yeah. So it's Kyle Shanahan, obviously head coach of the uh 49ers. He perf- in my opinion, he liked the quarterback style of Kirk Cousins. He liked the quarterback style of Matt Ryan more than he did Robert Griffin. More yeah, but nobody likes Robert Griffin's quarterback. Well, <laughs> we're looking at the quarterbacks that he, that Kyle Shanahan most Justin, recently. Justin Fields is not RG3. RG3 can't throw at all. He had no throwing accuracy. He couldn't accuracy. throw, but Kyle Shanahan actually, to his credit and to his dad's credit, created a very creative and constructive offense. A college offense. A player be productive. Um, so Justin Fields, in my opinion, matches a play style much more similar to Robert Griffin than he does a um, Kirk Cousins or a Matt Ryan. Who are the so most- I used to think that. I uh, used to think that. I don't agree. I, I used that- to agree with what exactly what you were saying, mm-hmm. but my mindset has changed. Okay. Because Fair. when I actually did watch Justin Fields, he was making a lot of throws that you weren't seeing with like Robert Griffin that you weren't seeing with Lamar Jackson in college. Granted. Yes. The players around him were much better than the players that they had in Baylor. Um, that I would had. argue, I would argue Justin Fields is closer to Deshaun Watson versus those RG three. I think that's the, yes. cl- that's yes. the guy that is I would tell I would tell you, he's a very poor man. I'm saying very poor man's Russell Wilson, a very poor man's Russell Wilson. That's who mm-hmm. he is. He can move. But he can also make the throw, in my opinion. I think the OSU offense, like their their playbook, sucks for NFL quarterbacks. I think it doesn't. I think that's what it is. But I think he's good enough for the next level. In Washington's defense, and I never go to their defense. <laughs> go back and remind yourself, and watch RG 3s college highlights. Like he he didn't win the Heisman oh, by no. a fluke. He oh, was sure, sure. spectacular. And he wasn't he didn't win the Heisman because he was running it all the time, which he did ran a good bit. He actually had a great passing career as a college quarterback. Um and you're saying Justin Fields does as well or has as well. I think their games are much more synonymous with one another than um Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan. And I'm willing to put some money on it. If you guys both think it's Justin but, Fields. You know why I would argue this? I'm going to tell you why. Because the calls that were being made for um, – what's his name? Um, oh, no, it wasn't for him. It was for Darnold. Because I, I was reading that the 49ers were making calls for a quarterback, but it was Darnold. Not, I, I'm pretty sure they were also looking at Deshaun Watson, but I don't vaguely remember. And that's No who one I, is currently looking at no Deshaun No one Watson. now, but I'm you, saying – You want me to tell you why Robin Tugs. Everybody's looking at Deshaun Watson before all the, ha- the chaos. But let let me tell you is. something. Let me tell you something. The reason why Justin Fields is better than, like, let's say Robert Griffin was, Robert Griffin was always a one-read quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They know the play that had the best read. He'd look there, he'd toss that ball. If he didn't have it, he'd run it. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, if you actually watched his tape, 
he does go through multiple reads and then he runs it if he has to. That's what Lamar Jackson did as well. Lamar Jackson had multiple reads and, you know, Robert Griffin was just a one read and done. Dwayne Haskins was also a one read and done. Dwayne Haskins was yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> but, uh, Dwayne Haskins made me miss RG3. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, I mean, it, it, it's things like that that makes me feel like Justin Fields is better. But I, I, I feel bad for me is if I'm the 49ers, I would take the guy that has the most talent because they have such a talented team. They're also in the situation where they're going to have to take what's given to them at that point also. Because yeah. you don't no, – well, what, what, like, To Arash's point, number one, I think Mac Jones is going to 100% be available at number three. That's fair. So if they want Mac Jones, they're taking Mac Jones. That'd be wild to me. I would. I will take. I, I, I personally find it. I will take twenty the other way. I would take the field over. Oh, well, I'm not going to give you the field. I'll give you Justin Fields. I'll take Mac Jones. If neither gets selected, nobody loses. All right, give you twenty dollars on that. Make it thirty-five. I make it twenty-five. Deal. All right. Okay. <laughs> this week on Gamblers Anonymous, we have. You want some of this action or no? No, I don't want that action. Yeah. I lose every bet I possibly can make. If it's Mac Jones, they're the uh, reason why my FanDuel account's at zero. <laughs> I, think I think it's Mac Jones because I mean, look at Jimmy Garoppolo. If, don't forget, 49ers went out of their way to trade for him, right? You couldn't. And they don't want him no more. They don't want him. That, no they more. don't want him anymore because he sucks. And actually, the, probably the Patriots would be happy to take him back um, because yeah. they had success with him. But again, you have to look. Kyle Shanahan went out of his way to trade for a player. Similar to that play style, to Jimmy and Garoppolo's it, play style, and it didn't work. Though, I right? did read though, but he want he. <laughs> that's what he wanted. It's not about it not working. It's what he wanted, right? Hey, so the thing is, I did uh, read that Jimmy Garoppolo was not Kyle Shanahan's first option. Mm. Well, Who was, was a quarterback that was talented and available for them to go with? Well, this is another Bruce Allen huge screw-up, right? Because Kyle Shanahan, from all I've heard, would have given a first-round pick to Washington for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um, and that's just another long list of debacles and, um, in Washington's history. But So you're saying Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't Kyle Shanahan's choice? Or at least not his first choice? No. Like Do you he, know what his first choice would have been? I, I remember I read this article, and I— I apologize because I didn't really because this was not the topic of discussion at that point. And I just remember like it was right when the trade happened. Like there there was some article that kind of came out and talking about Jimmy Garoppolo was a guy that was kind of like forced on Kyle Shanahan and he made it work because he was good enough. And just then wasn't the guy that they were like I, I think it was a guy that they wanted to draft, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And they couldn't get him in the drafts and they're like, all right, fuck it. And and Matt Ryan was also forced upon him based on the ninety million dollar contract when he got there. And they're like, "This is your quarterback. Good luck. There's nothing else you can do here." So you know what he did? He he made Devontae Freeman a freaking gangster. That's what he did. True, true. He paid. He got Tevin Coleman paid. I um I don't know. I just have a hard time trusting Ohio State quarterbacks, and it's it's not their fault, right? 
it's the play style of that school, right? The offensive coordinator, Ohio State's known as a hurry-up style offense, not a pro-style offense. Yeah. And so when they come to the NFL, the pros, they haven't been learning and training and practicing in the type of play that this level is. Um, they're not accustomed to it, basically. That's and fair. so that's why Ohio State quarterbacks have failed more times than not. So, okay, give me uh, – I'll start with JK. Give me your, give me your five in order. Cause it's five, right? We're we're not going to six. It's gonna be five. Uh, quarterbacks in the first round. Who are your five? It's you tell me. I'm not gonna say it for you. For me, it is. You have Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. and then my personal opinion is gonna be Mac Jones. I don't think he goes. He doesn't deserve to go number two. He's not gonna go number two. It's your it's your it's your yeah. draft board. So it's fine. Then Justin Fields, and then. Trey Lance and Kyle Trask are kind of like the next. Uh, I, I'm missing Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Missing. Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson is like the guy before Trey Lance. Okay. So gotcha. Those three, Zach Wilson for me is the fourth guy. And then Trey Lance. Yeah. Got it. What about you, Rush? What's yours? I agree with your first two. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence. I also think Mac Jones. Um, if I had my own picking, I would take him before any of the others. I'm going to take Trey Lance a lot earlier than what you said, only because I think the other guys are bust. So he's an intriguing prospect, Trey Lance. Zach Wilson, and then last. Very, are, are, very, are you very going bust. based on bust? Like, you, you got to also remember, like, these guys that are bust because they got high expectations and they go to shitty teams. Then you have quarterbacks that go further down but end up being good because they actually go to a pretty good situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you think about it when the Seahawks got Russell Wilson, not saying that Russell Wilson was a bad quarterback. He fell to the third round for a reason, right? He went to the Seahawks, which I think we all will recognize as a very good organization. Like, and the years that I've been watching football, like how many seasons have they, like they've had only a few bad seasons, like if that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's it was a quarterback that was ranked a little bit lower, ended up being the better quarterback of that of the collection because of where he went. So that's actually a great point, right? Like it actually, I'm gonna ask now Gogia the same question. Do you think Russell Wilson would have experienced the same amount of success he has if he was not drafted by the Seahawks or a similar caliber team? Yeah, he would have. Yeah. It's like I also think so, but I do agree with JK's point because I mean, no, if, he went to Go ahead, go ahead. It's nature versus nurture is the is the argument, right? Do you think your surrounding environment has a significant impact in your future success? Okay. You honestly think he would be a Pro Bowl quarterback? Not even going to say all pro, whatever. Just a regular Pro Bowl quarterback if he went to the Cleveland Browns at that time. You're acting like the you're acting like he had so many weapons when he went to Seattle. No, his no, best, I, I'm not saying his best receiver was Doug Baldwin. I'm saying what I'm saying is he had a good organization around. Right, him. he was in a good program. Yeah, okay, I'll argue like this: Do you think that if Aaron Rodgers went to Cleveland, he would not be successful? Because I mean, it's fair yeah, enough. I, to, actually, I do think that. I do too. I do too. I think that some people are good enough. Some players are just good enough to make the whole organization better. Look at Drew Brees. I agree. I agree with that point too. Look at Peyton Manning. Like he was drafted number one overall by the worst team in the league that year, right? So, but there are certain situations, and if you not everyone's Peyton Manning. Like I agree with J.K. 
for many years up until maybe just recently, if you got drafted by Cleveland and you were a great player, you may not live up to your potential because you're in Cleveland. It would have happened slower, I think, with Russell Wilson, but like it would have happened. I, didn't I, I do agree. I mean, let's not forget, like he went to the Rose Bowl in 2012 with Wisconsin. Like he's no uh, schlub. He's a good quarterback. And, and everything we've seen in the NFL has proven that true. Um, but I, I agree with JK's point, and I agree with you. I think it would have been slowed down. I, I believe his growth yeah. would have been stunted. But I, I do think he will eventually have been successful regardless. Baker's not better than Russell Wilson. He also has all the weapons. But, I mean, he figure, he's right. figuring out a way to win. I mean, I don't think he's that right, What's your top five quarterbacks, Gogo? Oh, mine would be... Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. I was gonna say Trevor Noah. That'd be weird. Um, if a comedian started playing uh, football, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, and then Trey Lance. That's how I would do it. Trey Lance, you, you don't have enough tape, and I feel I taste what's it called? Um, I taste Haskins all over that. And then Zach Wilson, only because he's hurt. He's been hurt two years out of the three he's played, and he's about to go number two overall. Yeah, I mean, hey. To the someone, Jets. Eh, you know, okay. someone picked Ryan Leaf. We can ask this question because finally we don't have Pete on the call who always complains when we talk about Washington sports. Yeah. Um, if your team moves up from 19 to grab one of these five, obviously they probably won't be able to get the top three, but number four or five in your list, would you be happy? Would you be okay with it? No. No. They would most likely – they no. would absolutely have to give one – first round pick they may have to give two first round picks so it would be my fourth we are too far down that we would have to give if we were to move up to four i still think that they would have to give up three first round picks and that's why i'm saying no i would be happy if they moved to like six and got jamar chase Six. so they probably can't move up to six because let's not yeah they don't want me traded to get to six i know I know. Um, four is a possible trading uh, partner with the Falcons who have expressed interest in moving back. Um, you could possibly move back with Carolina. They now have a quarterback. They moved out of their way to get Sam Darnold. So that's potential trade partner. But Broncos arguably are in the quarterback market. Detroit Lions have Jared Goff at number seven, but they could still be in the market. And 10, 11, and 12 are your rivals. The Cowboys, the Giants, and the Eagles are not going to help Washington move up to grab their guy. If they're smart, they would cash out, make Washington pay them as much as they, as they want, and then expect Washington to screw it up as they have many years before. Um, so in that case, 13 with the Chargers is probably the earliest if you're not trying to get in the top. It's not five. worth it. I mean, I think for Washington, you stay put. Let the, let the draft come to you. At worst-case scenario, you can get an offensive tackle – and it's very useful. I want the next Trent Williams on this team, right? I want the next left tackle, next Chris Samuels on this team. And go left tackle if you can get it. If not, just take the best player available. It's fine. I mean, I, I, someone good is going to fall because of all of these quarterbacks. Someone good is about to fall. And, I mean, yeah, I, 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 we're going to get the guy from Alabama, Leatherwood, or somebody like that. Or, I mean, what's the Oregon guy is not going to fall, but, I mean – would him you take would you take Jalen Waddle? He's not gonna fall to us. Yeah, I, I think from what I hear, he can Philly very might possibly fall. He I can very see. possibly fall because at the end of the day, you think about it, you have let's think realistically, 
there's five quarterbacks that they're saying that could be drafted in the top 10. That's not going to happen, but they're saying that's the type of quarterbacks that you have. You are top two wide receivers are going to be Jamar uh, Chase and Devontae Smith. Those are the two that are going one and two. Okay. So that already is seven offensive players that can go ahead of Jalen Waddle. I will say this. If Waddle lands to us and there's a team willing to pay for it, I would trade out of it. That's what I would do. I would trade out of it because I want offensive line a little bit more than I want receiver at the moment. A little bit more. We also need offensive line. Yeah. Like Jalen Waddle, we have two versions of him already. We have Terry. Exactly. We have Exactly. Jalen Waddle is 5'10", 182. He's basically me, but better. Um, (laughs) We have those guys already. We need someone tall. We need someone as a dominant number one, not a number, number two, number three. Uh, The only only wide receiver you would take is like Jamar Chase then. Yes. I would love Jamar Chase. I would trade. If they traded up for Jamar Chase, I'd be okay with it. If he fell to us. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I don't want Smith. I don't want either of the Alabama guys. Well, not because they're not good. It's just because, like Arash said, we have those guys on the roster-esque guys on the roster. And Rashad, if on Rashad Bateman? That's yeah, well, I, who I was just yes. about to say. The Minnesota receiver is someone that has been mocked to us. In the first round? Apparently. Oh, uh, no. I wouldn't do that in the first. He, he, he's essentially the fourth wide receiver. Yeah, I, I've seen that. And I know if he was somehow in the second round, he could trade up for it. But no. Again, offensive line. I'd still go offensive line. I hope Cincinnati gets Jamar Chase at number five to reunite Joe Burrow with his number one receiver. That would be tight. If you guys saw today, Washington, a few days ago, released uh, Thaddeus Moss, the tight end, and Cincinnati picked him up. So now his starting tight end from LSU is also joining him. Yeah. I'm sad that we let him go. Yeah, same. I I use him in Madden, and I've made him kind of good. Yeah, uh, same. <laughs> but you wouldn't you wouldn't be crazy about him but for his last name. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Facts. It's it's true. His um, name is his height. Another Washington question before we go to uh wide receivers. Uh, if Kyle Trask fell to us in the second round and we took him, how would you feel? I'd be okay with it. I don't think it's happening because he's that next highest guy after the first set. Whoever doesn't get a wide receiver or a quarterback in the first round is going to get him in the second round. Mm-hmm. Kyle Trask is that next guy up. So I don't see it happening. I would be okay if he fell to us in 19 in the second round. If they traded up for him, then I'd be like, uh, I don't really like that. What if a linebacker like um, Jabril Cox or um, Nick Bolton from Missouri was still there and we still took quarterback? Like I'm saying. You would be fine? If we take Kyle Trask in the second round in our exact position that we're at, I'd be okay with it. Okay. I'm just saying, given the options is what I'm saying. Given the three options. Okay. Given the options. Yeah. But I'm all, personally, I'm thinking we're going linebacker in the first round. I hope I we hope, do. I hope not. What? I we think need... there's linebackers semi deep. We can go get in the third, second and third round. We need a game changer at that position. We need I've, off, been, I've been yearning more from that group. Um, your defense is finally set. You have some potential at the secondary, but your, D, your linebacker group, um, has been lacking lately. I really hope, actually, they do go linebacker. I, I hope they don't. I hope they wait for that. I, I'll be okay with offensive tackle or linebacker in the first round. 
there's two top targets that may be available, right? There's the Notre Dame guy, Jeremiah, um, who's not bad. The only thing with him is he's a little bit slim. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, but then there's Micah Parsons, the Penn State linebacker. He ain't going to come to us. He ain't going to fall to 19. I don't think it's going to happen. He's not going to fall to 19. Yeah, he, he like might not num- get that. He's, a num- he's like the number two or number one defensive player, right? It's like him and um, the guy from Tech uh, are like one and two, right? Like defensive well, players. A couple mock drafts have Micah Parsons at 18. Right before us. So that means he'd be going to Miami. Um, Miami has two first-round picks. So does Jacksonville. Um, actually, so do a few teams. The Jets also have two first-round picks. Um, to be honest, I'd be okay if they just traded out and secured a first-round pick next year. Agreed. You can't make a mistake when you don't draft. Um, I'm worried who they pick with their second-round pick. You know why? You tell me what these players have in common. Darius Geis, Ryan Anderson, Sua Cravens. Not in so the league. Our last three second round picks, all complete no shows. Um, I was excited about all of them too. Yeah, that's actually the funny thing. I was as well. <laughs> um, one of them's about to go to jail, unfortunately. One of them's not in the league, and Ryan Anderson just signed with the Giants. But um, yeah, Washington has well, not had I, much success. I wouldn't really consider Ryan Anderson a second round bust. He just basic. This season alone, never started in four years. He's a second round pick. He's not a fifth, sixth, seventh. He's a second round pick. I get, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. But what I'm saying is, if I think he was worthy of a starting position, if we didn't have Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Um, but we didn't have those guys for a while, and he didn't even start then. Yeah, then we had like Trent Murphy, Preston Smith. Yeah. What do those guys have in common with Ryan Anderson? Second round picks. round picks. And they're good. They're both good. They were second round picks and they were starters. Um, I don't know. I I was huge on Ryan Anderson when he signed. I watched all his college tape. I was like falling in love with him. I always wanted more from him. Um, but we got to be honest. He was a second round pick. He he. I don't think he started one game. Maybe he started because of an injury to someone else. Um, yeah. but that's that's unacceptable. If yeah, you're funny. You say you're high on him. I was high on Preston Smith. I, I have a signed ball of his. Um, I guess it's still worth something. He's been good on the backers. Yeah, just has a, it, it just has Washington's logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I hope they go linebacker. I would be super happy with that. I'd be happy with linebacker or O-line. Um, but I wonder how they feel about their O-line because honestly, it held up last year. And they're bringing everyone back. Not that it... Yeah. Looks amazing, but it, well, you you think about it. You're Morgan Moses, frequently injured. He's not what he used to be. He's just, he keeps the thing is we don't have any backups that he keeps keeps having to play through injury, and his life just gets worse and worse. How how much longevity can you have from a guy whose ankles are broken constantly and can never heal? <laughs> like it's yeah. awful. So like I feel bad for the guy and. You know, like we, we shit on him, but he's always constantly playing injured. It's one of those types of things. Um, obviously, Sheriff somehow signed long term. Uh, <laughs> do it. I don't know what they do. Just do it. Uh, and then you got like the Chase Ruye. Like he's been pretty solid. 
We just re-signed him this offseason. So yeah, he's, he's been the, solid. Center for Washington for the foreseeable future. Morgan Moses has two years left on his contract, but this is the last year where there would be dead cap if we release him. And obviously we're not releasing him. He's a no. starter. But he may yeah. not be here next year if they want to move on from him. No, I mean, I, I definitely think he's in line to getting replaced. It's that left tackle where I think it was Cornelius Lucas or something. Mm-hmm. Was his yeah. Name? where he played pretty solid towards the end of the season. And the other thing that we keep forgetting is we did draft that guy, Charles Sadiq, who did fall in the draft last year. Sadiq Charles. Didn't do anything. Sadiq Charles, whatever. (laughs) Um, We didn't see anything out of him because he got injured. Um, I'm not willing to punt on him just after one injury season. I mean, I'm still waiting for Wes Martin to start putting it together. Well, like, Wes Martin lost out to the other Wes for the starting left guard spot. Um, yeah. So Wes, Wes Martin, I've uh, punted on. I don't care about Wes Martin. Yeah, he might be. He might be. The, the boat may have sailed on that one. Sadiq okay. Charles, from what I hear, has potential to start at left guard. So he's also also competing with the other West, the two Weses for the left guard, not the left tackle spot. They don't. From what I hear, he he can't do that, but he might be able to play left guard. Um, same thing with, uh, Brandon Sheriff, right? He was a left tackle at Iowa when they got to the NFL, the very first week of practice, the coaches realized, oh, this guy can't play tackle at this level. We got to move him to guard and he's a hell of a guard. He's an all pro guard. So there's nothing wrong with that. Do you guys, how do you guys feel about him being taken fifth? Remember that? Like, that was like kind of like a, why would you take a guard five overall or whatever? uh, Look, 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 at the end of the day, when people go like, oh, like, why would you take a guy that high? He plays this position. Even if we take a running back number two overall, if he ends up being an all pro for 10 years in a row, I'll fucking love that. That's fair. Right? I will always, I, I agree. I 100% agree with that. If, I thought he would eventually play tackle, but it doesn't matter where you take him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. A guard, though. Yeah. A guard. Would you rather have a guard that works out or a, or a wide receiver that's a bust? Well, yeah. I mean, if you pose it that way, then sure, I'd rather have a kicker number five overall who's going to actually play 10 remember, years. Than remember, I want, I want a serious, serious question for both of you. Okay. Uh, you remember Jonathan Allen's draft stock. Uh-huh. He was at one point projected to go in the top five. Mm-hmm. Right? He fell wide. Uh, I'm not sure why he fell. Injury concerns. Injury concerns, right? He fell in the draft. We got him at like 19, whatever, or 14 or 18 or whatever. One of those things. I was still happy to get him. He's still like that projected guy that was supposed to go this high and blah, blah, blah. Would you say you're satisfied with Jonathan Allen's production? Not his leadership, his production. Fine. We have, we, we have better players on the team. He did, yeah. But like, if since you posed it the way you did, I guess not, not as much so, but like his leadership does count for something, right? Like that yeah, does his leadership does count. count, but like, would you say he's a a ninety million dollar left uh, defensive tackle? I mean, no one's paying him ninety million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. But when you hit free agency, you can get a lot of things if there's not a lot of people available. If they pay, I'm not if... disappointed with the selection. Yeah, but just... I, I I don't want to re-sign him. And that's a problem. If you don't want to re-sign a first-round pick when their rookie contract expires, then, I don't know, it's not a bust, but 
It's not a great sign. And I'm probably in the minority. I bet a lot of people do want to re-sign him. Here I don't life. want to re-sign him for what someone is going to overpay him for. That's what That's it where is. I'm at. I don't want to pay him what Las Vegas is going to pay him. Like, the Raiders will probably pay too much for him. And, and we should also look ahead. Like, we have Deron Payne, who also is going to need a contract soon. We have Deron Payne. Then we have Montez Sweat. And then we're going to have... Chase, $100 million man, Chase Young. Yeah, you got to look ahead, and hopefully they're doing that. The problem is we're trying to establish a good culture here, and Jonathan Allen's one of those players for Ron Rivera that's a leader in the locker room. And well, so if you're willing to then let go of pain, that would be the thing, because you have Ionitis still. We got to come. Let me, let me pull the peep move and bring us all realists back in, because this ain't no Redskins corner right now. We're just talking about guard we're, we we were talking about guards and brandon sheriff and still redskins corner or washington corner <laughs> um, so with with so sorry to, i mean if you want to start talking about jonathan allen we can do that but like what i'm saying is brandon sheriff i'm not disappointed with where we took him yes there are probably better players that we could have gotten later there were and a few Evan Ingram, tight end, who we've needed no. to tight end this whole time. No, 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 rather, no. Rather have I would rather have Sheriff. Rather say the other two, but we both don't agree with the Evan Ingram one. He's an athlete. Yeah, but he don't do shit. Yeah. Mm. So is OJ Howard. Where's where he at? Adoree Jackson, who the Giants just got for free, basically. Um, yeah, he was also cut by his team, so still yeah. no. <laughs> for his salary cap reasons. All right, anyways, back to the draft. Um, All right, wide receivers. Are we going to talk wide receivers? Yeah. I, so it's three dudes, right? And I think this, I, I'm going to start it off here. I'm going to tell you my three in this order, and I think it's controversial, okay? I don't think it's as controversial. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go the same route. Jamar Chase, yes. Devontae Smith, Waddle. Um, that is controversial. That's how I would take I, it. I think I that's the order they'll it. go. I think that's the order that's they're going. I think that should be the order they go. That's the order they're going in. I think the order should be Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and then Devontae. I actually could see that happening too. I could see Waddle somehow going before Smith because a team is concerned with Smith's stature. Um, the dude is tiny. Ooh. I wait. I disagree. I think Waddle is gonna go to Miami. I think that's gonna be the hot take of this. My, I think Waddle will go to Miami before Devonte Smith, but I think it should be flipped. There's my hot take. I, I could see Waddle going before Smith. I think it's gonna happen. I'm not taking putting money on that one though. <laughs> I don't believe in it as much. I want Miami to draft Jamar Chase. No, I want Jamar Chase to fall. <laughs> He's not gonna fall. I hope Cincinnati I picks him at five. That would be cool to see him reunited with Joe Burrow. No, why? What um, is your? You lived in Cincinnati for like a week. Stop rooting for them. <laughs> Devonte Smith's actually. He's a bit lighter than Waddle, right? We said Waddle was one eighty two. Devonte Smith around one seventy five, but he's six one. Waddle's only five ten. That's three inches on him. So, they say Devonte Smith is more closer to one sixty. Not 175. Okay. Well, then that's, yeah, that's an issue. 160. I haven't weighed 160 since like freshman year of high school. I was born um, at 160. 160 in the NFL is crazy. That's bad. I wonder what so John I, I Ross. Really, I really made. personally hope that he's not 160. Like just. Um, John Ross, wide receiver for, oh, this cannot be right. 
They're saying John Ross weighs 240. You're looking at a different John Ross. Yeah, this yeah, is you um, are. this musty girl. Um, because he's known to be, I mean, this site says 195, so that's definitely a big difference, but definitely still more than um 160. Because John Ross is a speedster, right? He ran a two two four or something in the 40-yard dash. Um, so obviously he must be light enough to run that fast. He's 5'11, and Devontae Smith is known for being a speedster. Um, but yeah, 160 is super light, dude. You're going to get so clocked and broken. At his pro day where he didn't take his measurements or whatever, he listed himself as 170. Mm-hmm. Like saying, okay. oh, I weigh 170. Yo, y'all remember Brandon Banks? He was 155. Yeah. But that dude was also like 5'6 or something. That That's yeah. wild. And he was an undrafted returner. Like, he wasn't a potential yeah. first-round pick Heisman winner. Yeah. Tyreek Cohen is lighter. Than, okay, so the, the comp would be uh, Marquise Brown uh, is 166, and T- Taylor Gabriel is 165. And that's really light. Like, real light. Yeah, that is light. Oh. I'm rooting for him. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's proven all of us wrong. He won the freaking Heisman in college football playing in the and- SEC. That's that's the, why I put him in that order. But like I, Jamar Chase is still better, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I thought this was gonna be more controversial, in my opinion. Let's talk about a guy who basically is a receiver, Kyle Pitts. Um, he's really the only notable tight end to really discuss. Are you guys familiar with Kyle Pitts, the Florida tight end? I'm in love with Kyle Pitts. Uh, everyone seems to be. My friend Gogia is not in love with him. So okay, can I just I, can I can I clear the air real quick? I've seen the okay. track record of t- try. Tight end to, into the NFL is one of the hardest, like, like steps to take, okay, is what I figured out at this point. To go number go in the first round, you're not very successful. I think Kyle Pitts is is great. I don't, I don't think – I think he's athletically, like, he has everything there, right? I just think that I wouldn't go in the first round because I've yet to see a tight end be successful from the first round in many, many years. I rest my case. That's fair. That's fair. We've had this discussion before. I, I, I didn't want to like him because everybody liked him. Um, I honestly, I figured he was a guy who's playing tight end, but should be a receiver. And everyone's praising him for being such a good route runner. When in reality, you have a guy who's a receiver playing tight end. That's why he looks so much better. Um, but in honestly, he's a freak. Um, he's six, six, almost 250 pounds, but he runs the way he runs. Um, yeah. you don't have receivers. You don't have many receivers, six, six. You definitely don't have many receivers, 250 pounds. The ones that do are the ones that stand out like Julio Jones and Calvin Johnson, who we praise for being these specimens. So to all his respect, um, his measurements indicate that he is a freak of nature. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to translate or not. I don't know enough about his game. I know enough that based on measurements, you don't, that, that doesn't measurements does not translate to the game there's been so many freak of nature athletes mm-hmm. yeah that kind of come in and haven't been able to do anything agree 100 um i also think that you're oh i think taking a tight end in the first round is a uh, it's overvaluing a tight end it's a luxury pick it's a luxury pick and nobody at six should be ha- has a luxury pick at that point that means you're bad right that is the only reason why i see him falling into the teens and if he was to somehow fall to 19, I'd be okay. 
I'd love the pick if they got somehow got. I mean, I'm gonna root for him, but I won't like it. The best example of measurements being something not to base a draft selection on um, is Logan Thomas. Because I remember in the 2014 draft, they were comparing him to Cam Newton, his height, his arm length, his hand size. And I was just shaking my head uh, behind the TV, uh, not not understanding how they were comparing the Heisman winner, national champion Cam Newton to this Virginia Tech quarterback just because they were the same height. And then obviously it's proven that Logan Thomas not only is not a good quarterback, he can't even play quarterback. They had to convert him to tight end to even maintain a career in the league. I'm trying to look something up. Okay, so um, I'm looking at I'm looking at um this is hilarious. I'm looking at Bleacher Reports um best combine performances of all time. Guess who they put at number one? You won't be able to because he's not in the league and wasn't in the league for a long time. Vernon Golston. No. Best combine performance. I'll, so, I'll give you some. I'll give you some. Give me a position. Up. Give me a clue. Okay. Wide receiver. Okay. He had a 40 of 4.25, a 20 of 2.5. He did 16 reps on the bench. His vertical was 38 and a half. His broad jump was six, 10, 10 feet, six inches. Give me Darius a guess. Hayward Bay. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's wild. He had the best combine. University so measurables mean nothing, product, right? Huh? Isn't he University of Maryland? Yeah, yeah he University is. of Maryland. Yeah. yeah, that was the year that where it's like they even said like if you're a track star, you're gonna end up going to the Raiders because that's like yeah. what like the that. Raiders are all about. They had those like a spree of years where they would draft like Jacoby Ford and all these just like speedster receivers. Versus and then they're still doing the same thing with Henry Ruggs. Yeah, true. Honestly, everyone on this list otherwise panned out though. Like Julio is two, JJ Watt is three, Vernon Davis is four, Dominique Rogers Cromartie is five, Bruce Irvin is six. Like these are like stars. Like DK Metcalf's not on that list. I don't know how old this is. Trent Williams. The hell of a combine. This is from 2013. Damn, give me some props. Darius Hayward Bay out of nowhere. That, 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 that was wild that you got that. Honestly, if you named the Raiders, I probably could have thought of them. But the I got to give you a clue to help. Yeah, the receiver clue helped. Yeah, just want to throw that out there. Anyways, that's why measurables don't mean nothing. Um, which wide receiver out of the top three do you want after the top three? After the top three or what, wait, did you say out of the top three or after, oh. after, after, okay, okay. I mean, obviously of the top three, we all want Jamar chase, right? Everyone is everyone Jamar chase. You're it's either Waddle or Smith afterwards. Right. And those are very interchangeable in my opinion. Yeah. This Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota intrigues me. Um, we were just talking about his measurements, right? It only intrigues me because I know Washington needs a guy of his stature. Um, and if he's available in the second round and that's who they use, uh, that's who they go for. I'll be happy with that. Um, I don't like like someone said earlier. It would be a reach to grab him with our first, um, and maybe we're not even looking for a receiver anymore. We signed two this off season. Um, we're bringing back Cam Sims. It's a crowded room, right? We have, um, yeah. I mean, we we have a crowded locker room now at the wide receiver position. So perhaps we're not even looking for it. Um, but I'm I'm intrigued by him. I I like the. Um... You better not go with my guy. Terrence Marshall Jr. 
<laughs> I just like the six four four five, you know. Like, That's exactly runs a four five at six four. Had ten touchdowns this past year. Um for seven 731 yards on a lot, but whatever. I mean, that's fine. It's only seven games too. So I just, it's really good for seven games. So I, I, I would like that in the second round, to yeah. be honest I with mean, you. I mean, you think about it. The year where he was with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Right, and he's playing back up to Jamar Chase and Justin, Justin Jefferson. He's a third option. Still had 13 touchdowns. Yeah. 671 yards. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's big body right there. this guy on my team. Same. I. That's who I hope we get in the second round. If we get an offensive tackle and that's who we get in the second round, bro, I'm happy. I'm drinking. To be I'm honest, drinking. even if there's a run on wide receivers and we take him at 19, I'd still be okay with it. I won't be as happy. I won't be as happy. I'd be okay. reckless. This isn't Madden. You won't be. I would be okay. That's what I'm saying. I'd be okay. Like I'm not gonna be mad. I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be so fuming if we take him at 19. Fuming. Um, Anyways, uh, all right. Any other wide receivers? Not wide receivers. You guys want to touch on DBs? We have a few um, few sons of former greats in the DB class this year. Um, yeah, let's do it. If Pete was here, I would give him great news because I think the number one corner, Patrick Sertan out of Alabama, um, son of a former uh, all-pro pro bowler, I think he goes number 10 to the Cowboys. Um, Dallas could use help at secondary. They used a second round pick last year to get digs from Alabama. I think they go back to Alabama. They grab another cornerback and that secondary is looking better and better. If they can pull this off. I, th- I thought Caleb Farley was the best corner. No. Ooh. So it, it, the, the top cornerback position is either Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertain or JC Horn. And I think JC Horn's that guy that was throughout the first season or throughout after the season ended, he was the guy that's like, all right, we know you're going to be that third quarterback coming in, but his, his off season has been kind of growing and growing and growing. Caleb Farley has been falling and falling and falling. Like Caleb Farley just had like back surgery. Yeah. He didn't play last year, right? He sat out the whole season to his credit. He ran a very good 40 yard dash during his pro day, which is going to help his stock a little bit, but he's definitely not the first corner going off the board. The thing with Caleb Farley is he has the, Sat, he sat out 2020 and now he's going in and it's the are you a one-year wonder type deal you know he only had one season but i was yeah. watching i was watching tape and he was um where did claypool go to school notre dame i was watching youtube yeah. videos let me not say tape i was watching youtube videos about this um and they were talking about him with um chase claypool and he was locking him down like the entire notre dame game wasn't Claypool rookie and Farley was like a senior at that point. No, last year, I don't know. No, no, last year that was Claypool's first that year. Was two last years year. ago. No, all right. And so both you guys are nuts. This is twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen is the year where Caleb Farley had a career year. Yeah. And you know he was coming off of an ACL injury, so he missed. He had an ACL injury balled out and sat out last year mm-hmm. that's it that's his college career mm-hmm. yeah i don't want him i actually don't want any virginia tech player for the moment virginia tech has sucked like uh you drafting virginia tech players used to be a like surefire guarantee you're gonna get a stud and not of late i wouldn't go after the offensive tackle that's also been projected to go 19 to washington 
Um, I don't want him. I don't want Farley. Um, I agree with JK. Patrick Sertan or JC Horn are probably the two top guys. Horn is, well, there's Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State, obviously the son of Asante Samuel. Um, do you go, go, do you How is who? Asante Samuel's son in the NFL already? How old is he now and how old are we? Because I feel like he was just in the young, league. Maybe. I guess, what, like young. 14? So you got three DBs in the class, sons of former NFL players. Um, Wait, who's the third one? Yeah, who's the third JC one? JC Horn, son of Joe Horn, Asante oh, Samuel Jr. JC Horn's son of Joe Horn. Oh shit. Yeah. And then Patrick Sertan, son of Patrick Sertan. Damn. All right. Uh, yeah, I think order. Cowboys are gonna grab a steal at number 10. So what's the order in your mind, um, Rush? You're the resident um, DB expert. I actually love watching DBs. I love yeah, we know. Um, we see you Patrick Sertan's a top 10 pick, and I think he'll go 10. I think he'll sneak right in. I hope someone jumps the Cowboys and grabs him before. Um, I kind of like J.C. Horn. Um, there's a guy that's not projected to go anywhere close to the first round, but this guy out of Georgia, Campbell, yeah, actually, he's actually not bad. He won't go in the first round. Um, maybe someone gets desperate and pulls him, but I just like Georgia corners in general. I like Georgia corners and Georgia receivers always because they're athletes nine out of 10 times. Um, this guy's a baller, man. Um, he's a little bit light, 185 pounds. Um, that's the only knock to his game. So he can't like get physical with people, but I actually, I, th- I think he's going to be, a, his game will translate. Yeah. Oh, There's man. a free safety out of TCU that Washington has been projected to maybe reach for. Um, you'll have to reach for him um, because like, he probably won't be around when we select in the second round, but his game's not bad. I've seen him. He's a true free safety, which is something we don't have. We have a bunch of strong safeties. Washington needs a true free. Well, I don't think Washington is going DB. That's for sure. Um, I, I don't know why, and I really hate doing this because I actually did like Patrick Sertan, like senior. I think Patrick Sertan is going to be a bust. Hmm. I think he's gonna be safe. I just don't think he he may not be like a pro. All right, when, all right. When I say bust, when I say bust, yeah, I, I I consider him like in my head. I'm thinking you were supposed to be the Jeff Okuda of this group. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. That's what I consider him being a bust, and he's not gonna be Jeff Okuda. No, or, I think he's Jeff gonna, Okuda, he's Jeff gonna be exactly what Jeff Okuda was, which was terrible. I mean, I feel like I feel like he's going to be a very serviceable corner. Like he'll be around for a while. Maybe he's not a perennial pro bowler, but I think he'll be someone that doesn't get cut either. Who gets his fifth year option? Let's put it like that. I think that's what he ends up being. I think that's what all these corners end up being. I think one of them is going to be excellent, and the other two are just going to be very serviceable guys. I think that's what what's going to happen. And I want to take a bet that it's going to be Farley, but I don't want to actually take that bet. You think Caleb Farley is going to be the good guy? Mm-hmm. I think he has a high. Everything I was reading is that he has the highest ceiling, but also not the highest floor. He had the highest ceiling, like the intangibles, but that all comes down to system and what he actually turns out in the NFL. Um, I think it was Patrick Sertain that I was reading was the um, has the highest floor, pretty much. He's going to be the most serviceable guy right off the bat. Yeah. So he's the highest floor. I just don't think he's going to even remotely touch his ceiling. The thing about him that I, I kind of side with JK, um, the reason he may be a bust, there was a guy out of Alabama who played corner named D Milner, if you guys remember. 
went number nine overall. So right around the same position where St. Patrick Sertan may go. And the dude was 200 pounds, six foot, 200 pounds. What is Patrick Sertan? Six, two, 200 pounds. They're both on the lighter side at the cornerback. And when Milner got in the league for the Jets, right off the bat, like, and I knew I could, I could tell this. And I mean, I'm nothing special. I just watched him. You could tell he was going to get taken advantage of. And he did many times by receivers who were bigger than him. Um, that, that may be the reason if Patrick Sertan ends up not, um, you know, living up to his expectation, it could be for that reason. But Alabama turns out good corners. Marlon Humphrey for the Ravens is arguably one of the best corners at the moment. Um, Trayvon Diggs, first round pick la- or second round pick last year for the Trayvon Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs is considered a buster. At this point right now, Trayvon Diggs is considered not a good corner. Really? Corner, I thought he had a good year. He had a bad year. But corner is hard, he, man. It he, takes time. Here's the thing with Trayvon Diggs' year. Like, you think about it, the Cowboys' defense was just bad, which makes it even harder on, on, a, first, on a cornerback. Yeah. So I'm not giving that totally to Trayvon Diggs. I'm not saying he's a bust bust, but I'm saying, like, if it continues, if it continues, sure, you're, you're not staying in the league for, you're not staying on the Cowboys for too long. Is what all we can hope for. Cut him. I think that, yeah, listen, hot take. Cowboys should cut him. I think Cowboys should cut him. Give up. Cut your losses. Cut him. Just cut him. I think, I think he plays well and he gets re-signed by the Cowboys in three years. I hope so. I hope not. Oh, I hope not. What? I hope so because I don't think he will play well. That, that's what we want. We want him not to play well. I, I don't think he will. I think, I think he will. I thought he, I thought he played well. I thought he got injured. I thought his season was done. He came back. And he's a starter. Like he's he's projected to be a starter for that team, even if they draft a corner in the first round. Um, you're not a starter just by chance. Like you got to be at least competent to play corner in the NFL. That's fair, for the most part. But you have some guys in here like, um, oh my God, who was it? Carlos Rogers, who played in this league. He couldn't catch herpes in a whorehouse. That's so um, because went huh? to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he also couldn't catch herpes if. He was in a whorehouse. That's what he was. And then all he needed was fucking glasses. And then he led the league in interceptions. Also, like, what's his name? Walt. Walt. What was it? Walt who was our corner? Well, oh, yeah. Walt, Walt Harris. Walt Harris. Also couldn't catch. Got glasses. Went to the 49ers. Led the league in interceptions the next year. He was bad. Yeah, he was F that bad. guy. Um. Draft is in two weeks. We'll do yes. some drafts in future episodes coming up to give you our projections of where we think the players may fall based on the order of the team's drafting. Um, shall we wrap up? See you next week where we do a mock draft of the NFL. Ooh. Get ready. That's going to be exciting. Go we're not going to do it stupidly like last time. This time we're going to do it in a way where we're all going to get a consensus pick. We'll like do a vote and then move it forward. There you go. All right. Until cool, next cool. time. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, MySpace. Friendster, Tinder, Grinder, all of them. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Goodbye now. Peace. Adios.